and welcome to another episode of the Music and Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, I hope you guys are having an amazing day, that you're doing something that you absolutely love to do, whether you're at work doing a job that you love, which would be awesome and great, or if you are working on something that you'll want to do in the future, maybe you're starting your own business, maybe you're spending time with your kids, your husband, your family, or just enjoying some alone time. Whatever it is, I hope that you're having an amazing time doing that because you need to have that time for yourself. Now for me, today was a little busy because my kids went back to school today, so yay! Even though it was kind of funny, it's like no matter how much I plan, trying to get things done in advance, it never works. Back to school days have always been hectic for me. And I've always found myself like running out the day of, the morning of school, getting stuff together or getting it the night before and trying to get their backpacks and lunches together. I don't care how much I plan, it just does not work out. So I was thinking it was going to be different this year because, you know, they're doing virtual school. So, like, how hard can it be to get your kids to school on time? All right, well, let me just tell you, it was really hard. They were almost late for their first day of virtual school. Like, I didn't have to leave the house. I didn't have to take them to school. So how are you going to be late to virtual school? Well, they almost were, but thank God they sat down at their desk and they logged in on time. They had like a minute to spare, but we did it, so yay for us. So we got it done. And I think it had a lot to do with the fact that um, I was busy this morning. I did not have time to go to the store um, over the weekend or yesterday to get their stuff for lunch because I was doing hair. Now, when I first came up with doing my daughter's hair, I was going to do everybody's hair. And I was like, it shouldn't take that long because I started Megan's hair like the day before and I was putting braids in. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do it the day before. But then I got tired, and she got tired, so we decided to, after I got to the halfway mark, we were going to finish and just do it the next day, which is fine because I've done this before. So we are halfway finished. I stopped on Monday, and I was going to do the rest of it on Tuesday. So I did. I got up Tuesday. I had to do some things. I took them um, back to school shopping. They went and got some paper, pencils, things that they needed to get things to make their classroom at the house look attractive, make their desk feel special. And so we got that, then we sat down, we organized it and determined who needed what and who picked out whatever it is they picked out. So we got that together. Then, of course, you know, we had to eat lunch. So I ate lunch, and then I finished off my daughter's hair. And the plan was to go back to the store to get their stuff for school. Um, But however, that did not work out. I did not get to go back to the store to to go shopping because... It took a long time, longer than I anticipated, for me to finish my daughter's hair. So by the time I finished, I was tired, and we had food in the house. I was just like, you know what? Eat what we have here, call it a day, and I'll just get up early tomorrow morning and do it. Now, I know there are some of you who are wondering, why didn't I just go food shopping when I was at the store shopping for school supplies? Well, glad you asked. Here's why. I don't know. For me, it never works out. I cannot go shopping for food, clothes. And school supplies all in one trip. I've never been able to do that. So, I have to break it down into several trips. So, if I'm going to go shopping for, let's say, clothes, I cannot go shopping for clothes and grocery shopping at the same time. It just doesn't work, even if it's two separate places. So, I'll just go shopping for clothes one day. I'll go grocery shopping the next day. And the same applies for school supplies because there's just so much to do. So, I focus on their back-to-school list and I get what they need. Then, after I get what they need, then I will go back later and I'll get food because I have a list for food. And then I can just do that as well. 
So that was the plan. It didn't quite work out yesterday. I had to um, finish my daughter's hair. By the time we were finished, I was like exhausted. So I was like, forget this. And so the next day, we just went back to the store. And I just went to go and get the food this morning. So I did it this morning. I got out faster than I thought because I had a list I knew I was going to get. So I went in and I went out. But then I had to go to another store to pick some other things up. So by the time I finally got home, like 7, oh no, it was like 8 something. And they had to be at school at 8.20. So they helped me get the stuff out the car. And by the time they finished and sat down to do their work, it was like 8.19. So yeah, they were almost late for their first day of virtual school. So that happened. Then later on today, we yeah, I was in the process of recording a podcast. And, okay, now this is kind of funny. It's one of those things where you have technical difficulties and you're just like, I don't understand what's happening. So I sat down and I went into the program that I usually go into to record the podcast. And I don't know, for some reason, it wouldn't work. It kept, like, shutting off and it wasn't working. So I was like, okay. So I got out of that program. And I had, thankfully, I have, like, another recording program on my laptop because I also stream and have, like, a home studio that I'm working on and working out of because of the coronavirus and the whole quarantine situation. So I have another recording device on my phone or recording system on my laptop. So I decided to use that instead. So you know how it is. You test it out to see if there's any sound. So I did that. So I had to test it out to see if there was any sound or anything. And I kept trying it. And it was like I was screaming at the top of my lungs. I was like, da 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 And then I would go back to listen and I heard nothing. I was like, okay, I don't understand what's happening. So then I made sure all the connections were good. I made sure I pressed record, did everything I was supposed to do. And I'm like, this usually works, but it was not working. So then I started screaming and singing all loud and making all kind of crazy noises. And then, finally, having to look down at the bottom of my laptop screen, well, you know, where you see the volume? Yeah, my audio and my volume was muted. That is why I could not hear myself. I was like, goodness, man. So then I unmuted it, and then I started to record, which is what you're hearing now. So today was one of those crazy mornings. It was chaotic. It was all over the place. But there was a lot of funny things that happened to me today. So I'm thrilled. I'm excited. So happy to be here talking with you. And today we have a wonderful um, topic that we're going to discuss. But before I get to that, I just want to find out what happened to you this week. Now, I told you what happened to me in one day. And if this happened to me this week, and this is just Wednesday, I know that something had to happen to you. So if there is something funny that you want to tell me that happened to you this week, or something sad or exciting that happened to you this week, feel free to just let me know. And you know how you can do this? You can do this by just going over to the Music and Vibes Podcast Facebook page, and message me something funny that happened to you, something sad, something exciting, something you want to do, anything that happened to you this week that you want somebody to know about or share with someone, just go over to the Music and Vibes podcast page on Facebook and let me know. I can't wait to hear from you. And I also can't wait to hear what funny things happened to you. All right. I can't wait to hear from you. And I'll be listening to see what happens. So 
Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about how to deal with betrayal in your marriage or in your relationship. Now, when most people think about the word betrayal in a relationship or marriage, they automatically assume or associate this word with infidelity and assume that an affair has taken place to destroy or erode the relationship. And yes, while it is true that infidelity is the most common way that someone can feel betrayed in a marriage or relationship, there are other ways that betrayal can be introduced into a marriage or a relationship. You or your partner can feel betrayed if, in your relationship, you guys have conditional commitment, where you or your partner are keeping your eyes open for something better. If there's a non-sexual affair. Now, a non-sexual affair is like any action taken with someone other than your partner that you would be uncomfortable with them seeing. So this would be a signal that you are crossing the line. So if you were having like a flirty conversation with someone who is not your partner and you would be embarrassed if your partner or feel uncomfortable if your partner saw that or if you saw them doing that with someone else, yeah, that's a red flag. You probably shouldn't be doing that. Or if you are lying about having a conversation with someone, like having them call you, texting you early in the morning and then lying about it instead of being open that is something that's crossing the line because if they were just friends or if it was just like a friendly thing, then you wouldn't care if your partner saw it or if they knew about it. But if you feel uncomfortable with them seeing it or knowing about it, then you are crossing the line. Listen, lying is a way that you can betray your relationship and your partner. Being dishonest is going to erode the safety in your relationship. It's going to tear apart your relationship now whether it's just like a straightforward lie that you just lie about something or if it's a lie to avoid conflict that is also not a good thing because honesty is something that's important in a relationship so if you're lying a lot you're destroying your relationship forming a coalition against your partner is another way that you can betray your partner and this happens when let's say you're hanging out with parents or friends and they're getting up on your partner And instead of you jumping in to help or defend your partner, you gain up on them as well. So that is the way you're betraying your partner because they're expecting you to have their back. Because if you don't have their back, who does? So if you don't have their back and their friends or your family members are gaining up on them, mistreating them, and you are siding with your parents or your friends, you're betraying your relationship. And this is going to... Do a lot of damage because in a relationship, it should be more like you and me against the world, not you and the world against me. So that is the way of betraying your relationship. Just being absent or cold in your relationship can also be a betrayal because it's showing that you are not prioritizing your partner's emotions. You're not making time for them. You're not attentive to their emotional needs. This can have a terrible impact on your relationship. Whether it's you not supporting them during a highly stressful event in their life or if you're consistently missing appointments to turn toward each other and help each other during your day-to-day life, then you are betraying your relationship. Withdrawal of sexual interest. Now, I know that some couples with life and everything that's going on, they can't do it maybe as often as they may want to, but... If they just don't do it at all, don't talk about it, and it's just like, it's never addressed as to what is going on and when sexual activity can resume, then this is betraying your marriage because 
you are taking away something that is intimate, something that's important, and something that is definitely needed in a marriage. You are taking this out of it. And this can be hurtful. It can be wounding to your partner. It can totally destroy your relationship. And also kind of push them away. So this is something that is a betrayal of your relationship. Disrespect is totally a betrayal of your relationship because it's just showing that you don't really care about them and it's all about you. When you betray your spouse with disrespect or your partner with disrespect, what you're saying is, I'm better than you. I know more than you. I don't really care about how you feel. It's all about me. So when you do things like that, that lets your partner know that you are not taking them serious and that you are not appreciating them. And when they don't feel appreciated, you betray that trust that you guys have because you're supposed to hold on to each other, appreciate each other. And when you don't do these things that you are supposed to do, then you are betraying your spouse and your relationship. And this brings us to another point. When you are unfair and everything has to be about you and it's not about your partner, you are definitely, definitely betraying your relationship. Now, some common issues around being unfair would be like finances. Like you'll buy stuff you want no matter how much it costs, but then if your partner wants something, you're like, well, we got to watch our budget. This is kind of expensive. Yeah, you're betraying your marriage and your partner at that point. Or if there's something in the house that needs to be done and you'll expect they can do it, but then you don't do it. That's a betrayal because it's not fair. Marriage is about being fair. Even in compromises, you have to be fair. A compromise should be something where you both win. And if you don't both win, it's not fair. So if we are supposed to be fair in marriage, then when you are unfair, you're just letting them know that you really don't care. And that can betray the trust that you guys have and the respect that you have and the love that you have can be eroded because you're not being unfair. And it kind of causes confusion because your spouse expects you to value them and to be fair with them. And when you're not, it betrays their trust in you. Just being selfish is another way to betray your marriage. It should be me. And it should not be, sorry, do not listen to that. It should not be me versus me. Okay, now what I want to say is it shouldn't be all about me, okay? It should be we instead of me. I know they both end with E's, but, you know, it should be we and not me. Because when you were single, you had all the time in the world for it to be about you. But now that you're married, it's time for it to be about we. So instead of just saying, you know, I'm going to take my money. No, it's not my money. It's our money. Or I'm going to do this with my time. No, it's our time. So you have to kind of, like, take away the me-centered behavior because this is also another way to betray your relationship because you are making your spouse do all of the work in the relationship when it's all about me you don't care about the we part of it so your spouse is working on trying to do things that would benefit the both of you while you're just doing things to benefit yourself and then eventually they're going to get tired of this it's going to wear on the relationship it's going to tear it down and by constantly working and focusing on yourself and being selfish you are destroying your relationship and betraying your relationship. Breaking promises is also another thing. It's a pattern of disappointment around broken or unfulfilled promises. This can undermine true trust between the couples or your partners. Now, the person who engaged in breaking promises, what they're inadvertently saying is that you don't matter. I don't care. Because 
they're not putting any effort into keeping any of the promises that they've made to you. So this is also a way to betray the trust in your marriage. Now, all of these things can cause serious harm to your marriage or relationship because they destroy that trust that you have in your relationship. This is the foundation which your relationship is built on. So each time a betrayal is experienced in your relationship, serious damage is caused to the foundation of your relationship and also to the person that's being betrayed. So every time there's a betrayal, whether it's lying, being selfish, um, your sexual interest, or whatever the case may be, what you're really doing is like destroying your relationship bit by bit. Think of it like this. So let's say you have a house, right? And your house is built on a foundation. And let's say that every time you do something like this, like you lie, you're pretty much destroying your house. You know, let's say the house is your marriage or the house is your relationship. So every time you lie, you're pretty much beating away at the foundation of your house with a sledgehammer. Every time you are dishonest, every time you are selfish, every time you do not put them first and it's all about you, every time you are unfair, what you are doing is destroying your house. Whenever you are cold or it's like you against them, you form a coalition against your partner, whatever it is that you're doing, even, like I said, disrespect, you are tearing away your house. So that is not a wise thing to do. When you betray your spouse or your relationship, you're destroying your house. So eventually, your house cannot be able to stand if you continually beat it down with this sledgehammer. You're going to tear your house down. You're going to tear your foundation. So every time you do one of these things to betray your marriage, you're tearing away trust. You're eroding the relationship. And it is a terrible thing to do. And sometimes people are able to come back from being betrayed. And sometimes relationships can be saved. But a lot of times a relationship is so damaged and a person is so hurt by what you've done until there is no coming back from that. So what you're doing, every time you do that, you are potentially destroying your relationship and taking it to a point of no return. And none of us want to do that. Did you know that partners who have experienced betrayal in a relationship, they experience what is called betrayal trauma? No, I'm serious. Like, it's a real thing. Betrayal trauma is defined as trauma perpetuated by someone with whom the victim is close to and reliant upon for support and survival. Think about it. You are close to your spouse or your partner. That is why they are the people who can hurt you the most because you are close to them. You rely upon them for emotional support, to be there, for stability. You rely upon them to do all the things that they promise to do in their vows. Or even if you're not married, all the things that are, you know, like, that's supposed to happen in a relationship. All the things that you've agreed upon verbally and non-verbally. All the things that you have a pact to do and all the things you haven't had a pact to do. Because did you know that when you're in a relationship, there are some things that automatically goes. You automatically know should happen. And when you don't do those things, you are betraying your relationship. Now, the concept was originally introduced by Jennifer Freed in 1994. And the theory just says that it addresses situations where people or institutions on which a person relies for protection, resources, or survival violate the trust or well-being of the individual. Now, betrayal trauma can also be seen in people who've experienced betrayal in their relationship. Relationship betrayal is one of the most painful human experiences that people can go through. 
Now, the resulting trauma refers to damage that's caused when someone experiences a betrayal in their primary relationship. And it damages the trust, safety, and security of the bond that they have with their partner. So think about it. It's no wonder that people who have experienced betrayal in their relationship, they have a hard time trusting people. They put up walls to protect themselves. They're afraid to take advantage of living in the moment. They shut down emotionally or they're emotionally unavailable or they're afraid of intimacy. And the list can go on and on. But think about it. This is why they're doing these things because they've experienced a trauma that is so bad until they feel like they have to protect themselves against people who could potentially hurt them because the person who was closest to them hurt them. So there's it's something like, well, if this person can do this to me and we were close and they said they love me and they said they were going to be there for me and they made me all these promises. If this person can hurt me like this, then why would I trust somebody else? And now I have to protect myself because I can't afford to be vulnerable anymore because of the pain that I've experienced. Now, it's easy for us to say, go ahead, um, get over it because maybe your heart hadn't been broken. But if your heart has ever been broken, you know that it's not easy to say that someone should just get over it because you know that it takes a long time. Here's the thing. It takes a long time to build trust and it takes a second to lose it. It takes a long time to develop a relationship that you feel comfortable in and it takes a second to it can be lost. So what is important is to know is that Betrayal trauma is real. Okay, let's just put it out there. It's real. Relationship trauma is real. And it happens to people. And that is why when some people bring so much baggage into relationships because they never get over the things that have happened in the past with other relationships of people who have betrayed their trust or hurt them. So this is something that is real. And I talked about it in, I believe, another episode. I believe it was season two, episode one, where we discussed how to ways to help a person heal who was hurt in a previous relationship. So if you have some time, go back and listen to that episode in season one. It's called Hurt You Before. It's in season two, episode one, I believe, where we talk about what to do and how to heal if someone has, if you're in a relationship or married to someone who was hurt from your previous relationship. So for this conversation, we're going to talk about how you can heal if you have been in a relationship where you were betrayed. And these are just some things that you can begin to do now to help with the healing process if you have been betrayed in a relationship. Number one, be gentle with yourself. Now, I know it sounds cliche because everyone's always say, always saying be gentle with yourself. But you know what? You have to be gentle with yourself. You have been through an emotionally traumatic event. And the best way for you to begin the healing process is to understand this. Understand that it's not going to happen in a day. You're not going to just say, oh, I'm over it and be over it, because you're not. You're going to have to go through different stages. So you may feel happy one day. You may feel sad the next. You may be angry. You're going to go through like a grief process, because you are literally grieving the loss of an idea or a relationship that you thought you had. You're grieving the loss of what could have been or what you were promised. You're now realizing that all of these things that you discussed, whether it was a life together, marriage, kids, whatever, travel, it's not going to happen. So you are going to go through different stages, and you're going to be happy and upset and crying and laughing. You're going to have lots of stages that you're going to go through. 
it's almost similar to the five stage reboot. So you are going to grieve the loss of that relationship. So as you grieve the loss of the relationship, allow yourself to experience all of these emotions and be gentle with yourself and understand that you're not going to feel better overnight and that it's going to take some time to get over the betrayal that you have experienced. Another thing that you need to do is regain trust and faith in who you are. Now, it's easy if your partner has cheated on you or betrayed you in any way to feel like shame, humiliation, maybe even second-guessing your decisions like, man, I should have seen the red flags or how come I didn't see this? How come I didn't catch it? Why didn't I stop it? In hindsight, there are always things that you can do differently, you can do better. But that's why it's called hindsight because when you're in the moment and when you're doing things, these things don't always come to your mind. You may not always follow the signs or go with the red flags and you know you're not the only one because all of us have had times in our lives where we look back and we're just like man why did I do that I should have taken I should have listened to my gut feeling I should have listened to instinct I should have seen the red flags what was wrong with me we all have done it so what you have to do right now is get yourself to a point where you can trust yourself again do not stop trusting yourself Now, instead of not trusting yourself, maybe what you should do is rely on your instinct. Your instinct or your gut feeling usually tells you straight up what is going on, how you feel. You know, all of us have feelings for different reasons. And your gut instinct, I know this like for myself. Whenever I listen to like my first reaction, like when I meet people, I always get this gut feeling about how I think they are. So I can pretty much tell if I think the person is good or not now there have been times when I met someone and straight and I just didn't like them I didn't even know why I was like I just don't like this person they made me feel uncomfortable and then later on I realized why because something happened to let me know why I felt uncomfortable and why I did not like this person but before I began to trust myself this would happen and I would say Kiana it's okay you should really like people why don't you like them why are you being so hard on them And I would try to talk myself down from that feeling. But as I got to know myself and as I began to trust myself, I no longer talk myself down from those feelings. So if I get a feeling about somebody, I'm going to run with it because I don't know what it is now, but I know that's my intuition warning me that something is not right and I need to be aware of something with this person. And all of us can testify of times that we've had this feeling like something wasn't right, but we ignored it. But you need to trust it. You need to trust yourself. Gain faith in who you are and understand that you are worthy to be loved. You are worthy to have your dreams come true and experience the relationship that you want. And just because maybe the person that you were with before didn't value you doesn't mean that someone else will not value you. Just because you may think that you made a mistake by being with someone doesn't mean that your choices are bad. It just means that you didn't listen to your gut feeling. So the more you get to spend time with yourself and get regain faith in who you are, you will gain you will begin to put your trust in how you feel. And the way I would say to do this is to see a counselor so they can help you know what feelings, how to I guess what I'm trying to say is you need to see a counselor and here's why. In order to regain faith in who you are, you have to know who you are. And if you don't know who you are because you were in a relationship where you've been beaten down, your self-esteem is gone, then there's no way you're going to have self, have faith in who you are because you don't know who you are. So by seeing a counselor, you can work out these feelings. You can figure out 
who you are, what do you want out of life? And you can begin to regain your self-esteem and understand that you can trust yourself. And so just like it takes some time to trust other people if you've been hurt, if you have been hurt by someone else or betrayed, it may take time for you to trust yourself again. So by seeing a counselor, they can help you through the process of trusting yourself. Another thing you can do is stop asking questions if you've been betrayed. Now, no matter how much you may want answers, if there if an affair has occurred, this is not going to help to keep asking questions. It's just going to make things worse. To be honest, hearing all the details of the session will only create more anguish in yourself. So instead, don't do that. Don't ask questions. Stop asking the questions. Shift your focus away from self-defeating beliefs and move towards building a stronger sense of self. This means this may mean to like let go of a relationship or to make sure that if this relationship continues, that there are boundaries and things set in place so that you can get through this and so that the relationship can move on in a healthy manner. Another thing that's important to do is to communicate your needs and feelings effectively. And this is important because so many times, especially if an affair has taken place, or if a person has experienced a betrayal in a relationship, they are just so busy trying to seek information about the other person or about what happened. But you have to stop doing that. Instead of seeking information about either the other person in the affair or about the betrayal that is what happened to you, have a heartfelt conversation instead. Now, if the person that betrayed you, it's their job to listen to what you are feeling and what your needs are without them being defensive. So if your partner is unable to reassure you or validate your feelings, then you should talk to a trusted friend or a family member. But make sure you do not bottle up your emotions and that you get your feelings out because this is a way that you get to heal. I've noticed that when I've been in situations and I bottled up my emotions, it just Whatever I was dealing with just seemed to fester and fester and fester. My emotions got more intense. My feelings got to a point where they just couldn't be controlled. And then you could just say, hey, Kiana, how are you doing? And I would just explode on you because I was just that upset. And it's like I wasn't mad at you and I wasn't mad at you saying hi. It was because that I did not deal with my feelings or deal with my emotions. So that's why it's important to deal with your feelings. Communicate them. Communicate your feelings and your needs and deal with them so that you can begin to be on the road to recovery instead of bottling your feelings up and not effectively dealing with the situation at hand. Another thing you need to do is plan your emotional recovery. Now, time in itself is not going to heal your wounds. So what you need to do is identify when you feel the most hurt. Most people who are wounded or victimized, it's important that if you are wounded or victimized that you set out to heal in the areas that you feel the most hurt. Because if you go to the place where you feel the most hurt, then your healing will be more effective. Now, you don't have to go through betrayal alone. And as I suggested earlier, seeking a therapist to help you process your thoughts and feelings in a safe environment is the way to go. It can help you make sense of what your emotions are and bring you a greater sense of peace and let you know that you got this, you're strong, you're confident, you can get through this. And sometimes people, when they've gone through a betrayal, their confidence is sapped. And the way to rebuild your confidence and, as I say, rebuild your trust in yourself is to preferably seek the help of a therapist to help you get through this. 
Now, according to emotional recovery, also involves making a decision in regards to whether you want to stay in the relationship or if you want to end the relationship. Regardless of what you decide, I would advise you to make the decision when you are in a good place and able to make a rational and well thought out decision. Now, this means decisions that you should not make when you are upset or in your feelings or overwhelmed or if you're feeling overwhelmed, but it is a decision that you should make when you are in a good place and in a good space and you are able to make this decision rationally and not based off of your emotions. So, take when you are in a good place, here's what you need to do. Take into consideration whether this is something that you and your partner are able to work through. And if it is, visualize what working through the betrayal would look like for you and what working through the betrayal would look like for your partner and your relationship. Now, if you do this, then you, if you can kind of have like an idea of where you want to go and how this could work out. Now, if your betrayal is not something that you can work through, then visualize what it would look like for you not to work through this betrayal and how you would move forward and recover without the relationship. Remember, you are stronger than you think you are and you're going to be fine with whatever decision you reach that you make. So trust yourself. See why it's so important to regain your faith in yourself? Because you're going to need to trust yourself and understand and know that you're going to be fine with whatever decision that you make. So this is what I wanted to tell you. If you've been betrayed, here are some things that you can do to help yourself get through this betrayal. And as I always say, it's important to seek the help of a professional to help you navigate through these emotions and through this difficult time in your life. Now, the song that we are going to listen to today is called, When Were You Going to Tell Me? And the song is about a woman who experienced a betrayal in her relationship and had to make a decision about what she wanted to do. Here's the song, When Were You Going to Tell Me?
before I end the podcast today, I would like you to take some time to thank BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P, for partnering with the Music and Vibes podcast. Is there like something that interferes with your happiness or that's preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional counselor. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. Now, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is a professional counseling done secretly and securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor or therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you won't even have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. And the great thing about this is that with the pandemic going on, this is a safe way to get the help and the counseling that you maybe need. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they make it easy and it's free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional online counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, wants you to start living a happier life today. So, what I want you to do is visit their website and you can read the testimonials that are posted daily. Now, we do have a website because since BetterHelp is joining with us and partnering with the Music and Vibes podcast, we have our own promo code where you can get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. So, what I'm going to do is put the link to BetterHelp in the show notes, our personal link, and along with our promo code, Music and Vibes, so that you, when you sign up, you can get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp is here to help. And the thing that I absolutely love about BetterHelp is that out of all of the online counseling that's available and that's out there, BetterHelp is like number one for relationships. This is the best place to go if you need help with marriage counseling or relationship counseling. This is a good place to go. Now, they're also good if you just need individual counseling because that's helpful as well. But this is the thing that I love. Since this podcast is about relationships and marriage and dating, I love the fact that BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is known for having good support for people who are married and for people in relationships. So this is why I'm really excited to be partnering with BetterHelp. So what I'll do in the show notes, I'm going to put the link to BetterHelp, our link, and our personal promo code so that you can get 10% off the first month. I also like for you guys to encourage your friends to subscribe, and I would also like for you to subscribe and share the podcast. Because when you subscribe, when you share, you're doing a service to the world. You're helping people to hear content that they may not normally have heard otherwise. And you're also letting people know that there is hope, there is help. And that's the thing I want everyone to take away from the podcast. Like, you don't have to give up on anything. You don't have to give up on your marriage. You don't have to give up on your relationship, your dreams. You don't have to give up on anything. There is hope and there are things you can do to live the life that you want to live and become the person you want to be. And to have the relationship that you want to have. So I'm going to encourage you today to share this podcast, this episode, with a friend or a family member. Even if you know someone who's dealing with a toxic situation, even better. 
share this podcast with them. And then I'm asking if you have not already subscribed to just go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. And the link, I will put that link in show notes as well so that you can subscribe to the podcast. Now, we have several ways for you to get in contact with me. One is the Facebook page, which I mentioned earlier. So you can go to at the Music and Vibes Facebook. No, you can't. Okay, here it is. I'm sorry. Don't write that down. Sorry. You can go to at the Music and Vibes Podcast, and you can find us in Facebook. And when you get there, you can message me. Or you can go to our website, which is musicandvibes.com, and you can hit on the contact button. And then you can contact me that way. So there are several ways. I think I have some. I do have a way you can contact me on Instagram. I'm going to try to put all of that in the show notes so that you can just click on the link and you can contact me, which would make it a lot easier on you. And remember, I'm here. I'm available. I'm accessible. So if you need to talk or need someone to listen, hey, I'm here. All right. Well, guys, I think that's all for me today. You have ways to contact me. You know how to reach me. Thank you so much in advance for sharing the podcast with your friends. Thank you for subscribing if you haven't. All right, that's all I have. So, love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I appreciate you. And have an amazing day and a wonderful week. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.